following contest is scheduled for one fall. Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome back to the Roped In Podcast. Wow, we have had a long week of WWE because... We started this week off with the pay-per-view Clash of Champions. Then we had Raw, SmackDown, and then the debut episode of NXT on the USA Network. So a lot of wrestling, four days of wrestling. That's a lot. That's that's more than half the week. So was it good? Was it bad? We'll get into it. But it was it was there are many talking points many talking points so i'll get into all that and uh, this so this podcast i'm i'm thinking of doing things differently from now on i i'm not going to go into every single point because it just makes everything way too long and it doesn't really make sense especially for a one man show so what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be condensing everything into whatever i think are the important talking points and of course, if you guys feel because, you know, this is an interactive podcast, if you guys feel that, you know, maybe there's something you wanted me to address or or bring up or see what my take was on something, tweet me and let me know at that KJ guy. And uh, and I'll definitely like look into it if if you find it interesting. So with that being said, uh, we we have uh, before we get into the wrestling, we had the debut of the WWE Fantasy League this week, and uh, boy, um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I'm very competitive, so I'm a little annoyed, but <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I should have I should have prepared for this, and I did not. But whatever, you know. So uh, by the end of the show, I'll let you know who's leading this week in the Fantasy League and who you have to compete against. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was it was fun. I was I was definitely watching, rooting for my fucking people, and you know, unfortunately, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. But it's okay. It's okay. It's first week. First week shit happens. You know, still have four more weeks. God, I hope I catch up. So, but um, yeah. So it was Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Really interesting. Really interesting because uh, I. I see them building something up, and I'm excited for it, and I'm trying not to get my hopes too high. So how about we start with Raw first? Raw starts off with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. So this whole thing happens where Seth Rollins comes out to the ring, talks about the night that was against Braun Strowman, and is interrupted by The Fiend, this whole video package of, you know, the the Firefly Funhouse and uh, and there's some shenanigans that take place with like the screen and everything going upside down right after. But so Seth Rollins versus the Fiend, I think this is gonna be great. I think this is gonna be amazing, and I hope they do it inside Hell in a Cell because as of now we have one Hell in a Cell match announced, which I'll get to later. But it's it's interesting because. They don't need Hell in a Cell for this match, right? I think they could use Hell in a Cell for some other match. But having Hell in a Cell for the Universal title, the, so so putting that Universal title inside Hell in a Cell would be, would be really fucking cool. But is it overkill? So I'm, I'm not sure where I stand on that just yet. 
I don't know if it's overkill because I'm happy with the Fiend just having a match. Because you know what? You could use the Fiend versus Seth Rollins in a gimmick. Like, that's, that's a gimmick on its own. Everyone's going to want to watch that, right? So you want to use the gimmick match for for some other feud where you don't really, you know, where where maybe the build isn't isn't high enough. But you have to make sure that you use the, the Hell in a Cell when it's justified. You don't want to... Like, see, Hell in a Cell used to be used whenever the feud required it, right? And now because it's become a monthly, or rather an annual staple, where it's like, all right, this is Hell in a Cell month, so find out who's going to be wrestling inside Hell in a Cell. And then you kind of force people to be inside Hell in a Cell. So it, it loses that bit of, you know, like, oh, man, like, this, this feud is so crazy. Now they have to do Hell in a Cell to end it. Like, this is the only way they could end it. Whereas today, it's not like that. So I don't see, like right now, I can't think of a single feud that requires it. Maybe Shane KO, they have the most heat amongst themselves. But like, even that, it's like they did it already, you know? So I don't want to see Shane versus KO with roles reversed this time inside MSL. It doesn't make sense. So, uh, again, I... It'll be great, right? Like, as a match, as a spectacle, and Bray keeps saying, you know, see you in hell, haha. So, uh, he doesn't say it like that. I just, I completely just ruined it. But he does the whole, you know, Hell in a Cell thing where it's like, all right, uh, they're going to wrestle inside Hell in a Cell. And I'm, 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 like, I feel like that's the direction it's going because he keeps saying, I'll see you in hell. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. It doesn't require it, but it, it should be cool, right? So they do the whole thing. You see vignettes throughout the show. And then at the end where uh, it was Seth Rollins versus Robert Roode. And uh, Seth wins by disqualification because Dolph Ziggler jumps into the ring, attacks Seth, you know, disqualification. And then uh, while they're beating him up, out come the OC, the five people beat up Seth Rollins, which which is cool. You know, like you like this, all these guys hate him. So makes sense, like oh he's vulnerable. Let's go beat the shit out of him some more, you know, gang mentality. They go beat him up, and then out comes Kane. So we haven't seen him in a while. Does this guy even do any mayor duties? Like, does he have any function as the mayor of of Knoxville, Tennessee? Is there like literally he's he's available for WWE whenever the fuck they need him. So it's kind of like, bro, don't you have like shit to do? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But it's it's cool to see him. I guess he's not in great shape, you know. I, I don't blame him. But he's a lovely guy. I've met him. I was on a flight like after WrestleMania 33, the first WrestleMania that I attended. Uh, I was flying back, and he was sitting two seats behind me. The nicest fucking person. Like I I. So basically, I was putting my bag, and then I see him. I was like, oh shit, that's Kane, and he's flying to Dubai. What? So I was like, I have to talk to him. I have to. So I basically I go up to him. And I was like, hey, uh, hi, nice to meet you. He was on his phone. He's like, oh, hi. Hey, what's up? And and he was like very not responsive. I was kind of like, oh, shit, I'm bothering the guy. I was like, oh, really nice to meet you. And then I sit back down. Flight takes off. And then um, and then he stands up and he was doing something with his bag. And I turned around and I see him. And then he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. I was just I had to do something before the flight took off. So, you know, I, I apologize. I was like. Did Kane just apologize to me? Oh my god! Whoa, that's so cool! And, and I marked out completely. 
and I made a complete fool of myself. And yeah, it was just, it was really embarrassing. I don't even want to talk about it. It was so bad, but, but he was a lovely, lovely man. Really, really sweet. I see what everyone keeps saying, you know, like anytime you talk about Kane, you're going to ruin his image. So, uh, yeah, he's he's really nice. But so Kane comes out, he destroys all five people with ease and that dad bod. And then suddenly the as he's about to do his, you know, raising the hands, bringing them down with a pyro thing, uh the there's a sudden shut off in the lights. All the lights go off and and the crowd is really fucking weird because no one popped. Like the crowd was eerily dead i don't understand why because this was a great moment you know it was it was really cool but no one in the crowd popped it was just dead silence and and then the lights go out bray wyatt's in the ring he he does the mandible claw on kane which you know kane's had his fair share of before in the past and uh yeah he he puts a mandible claw on and then boom kane's out Seth's in the corner of the ring, beaten up, obviously, cowering. The Fiend crawls up to him, starts laughing in his ear so maniacally. I mean, that was brilliant. I thought they did a really, really, really good job with it. It was it was excellent. Uh, the Fiend is one of my favorite things on, on the show, so I'm, gl- I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that they're utilizing the Fiend how they should utilize the Fiend. Uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting and uh, definitely definitely uh, worth worth a watch if you haven't watched it. Next up, I'm going to talk about the King of the Ring tournament, which was uh, it was the finals on Raw, and then the coronation took place on SmackDown. So it was Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin, and my God, I said it last week, Baron Corbin has stepped up. The guy is is really really firing on all cylinders here. He he was he was great. This match was excellent. Just uh, way too many spots to call, but they they had a sequence in which led to like a end of days finisher, where kind of like uh, Harakarana kind of spinning around like Chad Gable spinning around Baron Corbin's body with with some flippity doodas and uh, yeah, Baron Corbin hits the end of days, picks up the win. And it was not easy. Chad Gable looked good in this match. It kind of rose his... Like, you know, there was more stock in Chad Gable now. So that was good. Uh, that's what you want coming out of a loss. You know, even if you're losing, you want you want some stock. So that's... Like, Chad Gable got that. And uh, and I'm, I'm glad he did. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I guess the right person won. Because Chad Gable doesn't really have a lot going for him. Um, I, again... In the start, for me, Drew McIntyre was the one I wanted to win. Unfortunately, Drew McIntyre, you know, did did not. He got eliminated right in the start. And then I really wanted Andrade to win. Andrade didn't win. He didn't go forward. I wanted to see Ricochet. Nope. Baron Corbin. Okay. But you know what? To his credit, he's stepped up. He's done a decent job. So, you know, more power to you, Baron. I hope, I hope he does justice to this gimmick. But then, like, the following night for the coronation, that was really weird where he, he calls out Chad Gable. Bro, you won. Like, why do you need to, like, shit on the guy, right? So he comes out, and Chad Gable's standing there, and obviously Baron Corbin's just taunting him, making fun of his height, like, you know, keeps making all these puns about his height. And then eventually, you know, Chad Gable loses it and attacks Baron Corbin, like anyone would, you know? So 
yeah, Chad Gable basically takes out Baron Corbin, destroys the whole King of the Ring thing, uh, the chair, the scepter, the crown, uh, just uh, rips up the robe. So everything, everything's destroyed, and Baron Corbin's really mad. I, I mean, come on. Like, he's supposed to stand tall, like King of the Ring. And I never understood. King of the Ring, and I, I forgive me for the lack of my knowledge of, his, of this history, but I, I'm not sure if the King of the Ring used to... Uh, like the what does a winner get? You know, it was is just the title of the King of the Ring, but and like especially in the the last number of years, that's all it's meant. Where it's like, oh, you're the King of the Ring, cool, you won. It's like it should it should yield something. There should be a reason why everyone wants to win it. You know, it's not that oh okay you win it and then you suddenly become like you know um, amongst the greats that have won it previously, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Edge, Brock Lesnar, whoever it be. Red Heart. So like you've got all these King of the Ring winners, and then, but then you also have like Wade Barrett and Sheamus, and and I know people love this gimmick. I personally did not. King Buka. I fucking hated it. I couldn't stand him. God. But yeah, it was like, what do you? If you got something, it'd be cool, you know. And now Baron Corbin fizzles out in the next two years and and becomes a jobber. Well, then, uh, does anyone really, you know, want to win that tournament? Because that just means it's cursed. So, that's that's a little pet peeve of mine with, with regards to the King of the Ring. But whatever. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, wrestled for wrestled against the tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, Banks and, and, and Bailey kind of, they, they won. Also because Alexa apparently got injured and she was taken to the back. So I'm not sure what the fuck happened there, but uh but yeah, so it was Nikki Cross all on her own. And she she had a hard fought loss, I guess. Uh she she didn't win unfortunately, but you know, she she fought her her pretty little heart out. And uh yeah, Banks and and Bailey win, but does this make them number 1 contenders? Cuz it doesn't seem like either of them are going to be even chasing for the titles. So what the fuck was the point of this? Why why give them this win and then not have them? That just degrades the tag team titles. Because you should... Here's the thing, right? There's so many fucking titles in WWE that it's become like a pick and choose now. Where it's like, okay, I'll wrestle the Intercontinental Champion. And I'll beat him, but like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't need to win that title. I'm going for the WWE title. Or similarly, over here, Bailey and Sasha... They beat the tag team champions, regardless whether there was one in the ring or just or both of them. They they beat the tag team champions in a match, official match. They won. They are immediately considered number one contenders. But there's no mention of them wanting to wrestle for these titles. And Sasha actually came out and buried those titles when she when she came back. In her first promo, she said, "Oh, I didn't care about those titles." So it's like what? That, so you don't give a fuck about those titles, but then now you're number one contender, so you're not going to wrestle for those titles. So then why would anyone want those titles? Like, you just buried the tag team division. It's like you you either you either take those titles and make them mean something or not. Iconics were kept off TV for the, for the longest time. They're gone again. You know, they lost the titles. They're gone. At least Nikki and Alexa are featured on TV with the titles, but then... What's the point of having those titles on TV if you're not going to do something with them? Make them prestigious. Make people want them. That's what you want from your titles. But 
because there's a fucking plethora of titles on on WWE, no one fucking seems to give a shit. Every second wrestler has a title now. It's like you turn around, it's like, oh, 24-7. Oh, oh U.S. title. Oh, Universal. Oh, tag team. Oh, women's tag team. SmackDown tag team. Raw tag Fucking reduce that number, man. There's, it means nothing anymore. No one wants to... No one cares because there's so many fucking titles. And you, you introduced the 24-7 and the women's tag team titles, like, recently. So it's like, why... There's so many of them. There's way too many titles. The, the minimum, the bare minimum you can do Take out either the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title. You do not need both. Shinsuke was... People forget he's he's the Intercontinental champion. No one remembers. I swear I forgot. And then and you've got the U.S. champion. Who the fuck... I can't even... I swear to God. I can't tell you who the United States champion is. I, I, I genuinely can't remember. AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles. Okay. He's doing an okay job. That's just my memory. But he's doing an AK job. Uh, AK job? <laughs> okay job. And then you've got the 24-7 champion who is, like, fine. That's a gimmick thing. But still, like, that's that's all. So try, if you can, if you can, merge the Intercontinental and United States Championship into one or get rid of one of them. I'm, I'm okay with the IC title being around all the time. I don't want to see both because, like, what the fuck is the point? And no one wants to. Like, AJ's not even defending it. Like, he had to defend it, obviously, at Clash of Champions. But it doesn't seem like... You know, anyone's chasing after it or anyone wants it. It's like Cedric was there and I, all right, cool, he was there, you know. But I feel like he's just going to hold the tam- championship like Dean Ambrose did many years ago. Where he just had the title. No one gave a shit. So, are you going to do something with it? Because you, the point of having a title is that people want it. Like, it, it makes you prestigious. It makes you better than everyone. So, what's the point of having a title if you're not going to use it to better yourself or better your character or up your status? That's all you need to do. Up your status. But whatever. Uh, following that... Uh, oh! I, there was a point I was trying to make. Tag team titles. Both of them. Merge them into one. Make them jump like how you'd make the women jump shows. Just every, every fucking... Every tag team champions should be on both shows. That's it. Just fucking do that. Before the draft. Merge them. I don't want to see fucking four people as tag team champions. Nope, I don't want to see it. There's too many titles. Way too many titles. And then Universal and WWE. Merge them. Make them one. Or, you know what? Fine. That That's still okay. Keep them on separate shows, right? Just make sure they're on separate shows. But fucking bring some prestige back, man. Like, what are you doing? And same with the women. That's so, so too many titles. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm moving on. Rusev. Putria. Rusev. Machka. So, Maria Kanellis. Tells Mike Canales that Ricochet fucked her, <laughs> and then, and then instead of beating the shit out of him backstage, he's like, "Meet me in the ring." It's like, bro, he fucked your wife. He put his penis inside your wife, and you're like, "Meet me in the ring." Man, you have some self control because had that been my girl, I'm sorry, you would not be you would not be walking to the ring anytime soon. It. it um, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what kind of fucking reaction that is. Meet me in the ring. Bro, she just said that man right there in front of you put his dick inside my vagina and, and put a baby in me. And he he slapped him. But what? <laughs> and then so Ricochet walks out to the ring uh, reluctantly. He's like, listen, Mike, I don't want to fight. But then beats him in like four seconds. And then... 
and then Maria comes out and she's like, you know what? Obviously, Ricochet wasn't the father. I was just trying to get a rise out of you. The real father is. Real father is. And then Rusev Putria. Rusev Machka. Rusev comes out with porn stash galore on his face. And he, he comes out. And, and, and apparently, he's fucked Maria. So, Lana? Remember Lana? That really hot girl that he was married to? Lana? Yeah. Um. So, Lana's cool with... Rusev sticking his dick in people? Is that okay? So Rusev comes out. He's lost a little bit of weight. He's gotten a little more tone. Uh, his bicep is huge. Jesus. That is a big bicep. It's scary. And, uh, yeah, he he crushes Mike Canals, who was already crushed. And he was kind of like, listen, buddy, I, I'm too tired. I just got my ass beat. Just like, whatever. If you if you fuck my wife, it's cool, man. Just, you know whatever I'm, I'm cool with it and he's rusev's like yeah no i'm gonna fuck you up anyways and then he does so uh, rusev's back interesting we've had uh three returns this week so that that's something right like uh yeah luke harper rusev and this is my segue into jumping into smackdown brock lesnar so brock big brock lesnar my failed Scottish. I can never do that right. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out at the end of the New Day versus Randy Orton and the Revivals match. Uh, New Day Revival. Oh, sorry. New Day win. Um, and then after the match, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Everyone's surprised. Brock comes out to the ring and it's Paul Heyman politely challenges Kofi Kingston on the first episode of SmackDown that is on Fox. And Brock Lesnar will be wrestling on a non-pay-per-view show for the first time in 15 years, is it? Or some shit? I don't know. No, sorry. He was... he uh, Was it SmackDown? Okay, I can't remember the exact statistic, but there's something about him wrestling on SmackDown after, like, fucking... It can't be 15 years shit yeah it is 15 years damn because he's been only on raw and he had a brief showing on smackdown and he hasn't wrestled on raw either so it should be interesting i i with me when i first started watching wrestling brock lesnar was the smackdown champion undisputed champion so i fucking love brock lesnar on smackdown and uh, yeah i'm guessing he's gonna be picked for the draft so i guess i might as well just talk about it now there's a draft coming so WWE is doing a brand exclusive draft, which is what a draft is initially, and and they're like, oh, no more wild cards, like bitch. The the wild card was introduced weeks after the actual draft, which was supposed to be brand exclusive. So, so yeah, so they're bringing it back, basically just you know apologizing, kind of in their own way, and uh, I'm guessing Brock Lesnar will be drafted to SmackDown. That would be good. Fox is going to have all the superstars and all the big names. That should be a great SmackDown. I cannot wait to review that. Uh, August four, uh, sorry, October 4th. So it's in like two weeks. Really, really good stuff. Really interesting. Um, but yeah, so Brock Lesnar comes back. And he's about to beat the shit out of Kofi. And I, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. Because I don't know how they're going to build Kofi up to even match Brock. And they don't have time because, like, this was one week. And then, so I'm, I'm going to pull up a calendar here. Let's see. So it's October 4th. So they have, they had literally have one SmackDown to build this. 
they have one SmackDown to build this. So Brock is probably taking the title, which I'm okay with because Kofi, Kofi is not he's not risen up to the levels I wish he had as a champion. He still seems like a mid Carter holding the championship. So I don't, I'm okay with Kofi losing it. Unfortunately, I love Kofi, but he's, he's mid to upper mid. Like that's, that's where I see him. I'm I'm sorry. I just, at WrestleMania, I could believe it. And, but then he's, he's done nothing after that. And I've spoken, I've spoken about this in length before. So, um, check out the Clash of Champions review where Ollie and I kind of break that down, and and we talk about Kofi Kingston a little bit in in detail. But yeah, it's just I I'd rather Brock Lesnar be champion. I can't believe I'm saying that. Brock initially was like like he he hijacked that that title and just and not hijacked but kidnapped it and just and left and that that was it that was done. But then, you know, everyone hated Brock for it, but then now they're back on the Brock train because he makes it seem legit. And that's what you want. You want someone that makes the title seem legit. And I don't see Kofi winning. I And I don't want to see Kofi win. I want to see Brock take the title. So that's kind of sad. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. We've got one more week. Let's see how we build that. And then, you know, then we have SmackDown Live on Fox. Uh, following that, we have Kevin Owens suing Shane McMahon. Jeez, what the fuck? I thought Kevin Owens was going to NXT, so apparently not. I guess he's staying. Uh, but yeah, if this is weird. I don't understand. Like, this doesn't seem like wrestling. It seems like a fucking Law and Order or some shit. Like, why? Just bro, you want the fucking? What do you want? You want a job? All right, just like beat the shit out of him. Make him get you back like unfire you do something but to fucking like to, to like he, the the lawyer went out to shane and kudos to shane he actually looked like he was fucking reading the thing because like a lot of people they get handed the thing they they open the the envelope and they they read the title like what oh my god and then they suddenly miraculously know all the details in this document where k where shane mcmahon actually looked like he was reading it so kudos to him that good acting there but then, what the fuck? Why is he suing him? And what is the like? This is this is like a court case. This is fucking like what is it? Judge Judy? Like I, well, I, I don't want to see this. I, like KO is supposed to be a badass. You're making him seem like you know like any regular guy. And it's like what? Just bro, beat him up. That's that's what you're meant to do. This is a wrestling show. Beat the shit out of him. That's what I want to see. Beat him up. Don't fucking sue him. What hell in a cell? Like what? What are they gonna have a match? Like a contract on a pole match or some shit? Like what the fuck am I gonna see there? You know, fuck knows. Let's see. And then following that, uh, the last thing I want to talk about for SmackDown is Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan, uh, and Luke Harper. So the we see we see a little thing in at the start with Eric Rowan talking about we're talking to Michael Cole about this whole like you know no one would disrespect me and I'm this and I'm that and blah 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 okay cool his delivery is a little weird I'm not sure if that's just like the way he's trying to go like being weird and mysterious and whatever fuck it is and uh but I guess I'm just going to give that time. It's kind of like I just got used to Charlotte. I found Charlotte's delivery in the start really fucking weird. So let's see how Eric Rowan's thing goes. But, yeah, it it's it's kind of weird. But, 
let's see. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm open minded. I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll see where it goes. And then uh, the end of the show, we had Daniel Bryan come out to the ring and kind of talk about his betrayal. You know, he's like, I thought Eric Rowan was my friend, and like I was I consider you my friend. Eric Rowan comes out and he's like, No, I always walked behind you. I was this. I was that. Blah blah. blah. And like, he starts. Daniel Bryan starts poking the bear. And then out comes Luke Harper. Both Luke Harper and Eric Rowan beat the shit out of Dan Bryan until Roman Reigns comes out. Roman comes out, but both Bludgeon Brothers, are they still Bludgeon Brothers? I don't know what the fuck they are, but Harper and Rowan basically take out Roman, take out Dan Bryan on the table. Both Harper and Rowan stand tall, which I thought was great. So I'm happy because now they seem legit. You know, it's like, yeah, I like that. Now, now Eric Rowan seems like a force to reckon with. You know, he was always the sidekick. He was always the second guy. And now he's kind of like the main character in this thing. So, so I like seeing that, that thing rise. And, and, and now I see like, okay, okay, this is good. This is really good. I, I, I'm believing in Eric Rowan. He has a win over Roman Reigns. He was standing tall at the end of SmackDown. He legit beat the shit out of them. They're walking around destroying everything around the ring. I love the way where they're just like really careless and they're just like throwing shit around. They don't care who gets hurt. I like that. I tremendously like it. So excellent. Excellent thing. So yeah, so so after seeing that, I'm just like, okay, cool. Alright, let's see where this goes now. You know, Eric Rowan, work a little bit on your promos, but I'm I'm intrigued. You've got my attention. And and now I, I want to see where this goes. I want to see how you develop these characters, how you develop these stories. And, and that's what you want from any TV show, right? Like, you want to captivate the audience's interest, and now you have mine. Well done. So let's, let's see where that goes. That was SmackDown. Now, this is going to be... Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this one time and then see if the need is there in the future. Because I know a lot of people do not watch NXT, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it's just... I, I personally, I love the show. It's great. It's one of the best things. It's one of the best wrestling shows ever, in my opinion. So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So, I started watching this midway, and I got a fucking spoiler. So, I was really upset. Uh, because I was, I was, like, I was trying to avoid spoilers the whole time. I watched it a little late. And, yeah, I was... But whatever. So I still I still watch the show, and uh, the show starts off with a fatal four way for the for the number one contendership for the women's championship. So you've got Io Shirai, you've got Mia Yim, you've got Shayna Baszler, uh, not Shayna Baszler, sorry, uh, Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae. All four women are are excellent. They're excellent performers. NXT does not disappoint in terms of in ring action. These women left it all on the line. It was great. Fucking top rope spots. Io Shirai is so good. She's that, that moonsault. The thing of beauty. And uh, yeah, all of them. All of them are just, you know, beating the shit out of each other. But Candice LeRae gets the win with her lion salt. And uh, becomes the number one contender for the women's championship. Goes up the ramp. Shayna Baszler comes out with her goons. Stands there and basically just, you know overshadows the number one contender. So if Candice LeRae wins this, excellent. I'm I'm happy with it. Shayna, I guess it's time for Shayna to lose, you know, and Candice seems like a viable contender. So I could I could see that. I w- I wouldn't mind it for sure. 
Uh, and then we had... Uh, I love the Undisputed Era. I know some people... Ali doesn't get it, for example. I love the Undisputed Era. I, I Adam Cole is one of my favorites in WWE. It, NXT counts under WWE, right? So, yeah. In WWE, Adam Cole is probably my number one guy, right? I haven't had a number one guy since Edge left. So Adam Cole is now my number one guy. Fucking love that guy. The promo work, the in-ring work, everything's excellent. I just uh, his his snarky character is great. I see big future for Adam Cole. Um, and it's his team, right? It's his team of boys. He's got Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream for the North American title. Will the Undisputed Era hold all the gold in 2019? Is it possible? We are in September. We have three months until the end of the year. Is it possible? They failed once. They failed twice. Now, the Tag Team Championships were recaptured by the Undisputed Era. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly have the titles. Adam Cole retained the NXT title against Johnny Gargano. Will Roderick Strong fulfill that prophecy yes he does undisputed era holds all the championship gold baby yes except for the women's title someone should join them and hold that too but they have everything all the male titles are with the boys they've got it excellent moment that was ruined for me it's fucking uh, so mad but um yeah it was it was really really cool to watch the match was excellent interference from the undisputed era just how you want a bad a bad faction to you know steal the titles and yeah just great great work so well done i'm so happy that they went that way and you know now they're they're holding all the titles team is over like right rover like is it over like rover right i just have whatever uh but yeah they i think i think this is good I, i'm curious to see if they start like disintegrating now that they have all the titles and they start losing them i wonder how they're going to go about this so undisputed arrow draped in gold yes baby i'm very happy with that then out comes imperium which is uh i can't i can't so the the so basically walter is is he nazi <laughs> like i'm just gonna straight up ask it is he nazi because like he he commands these three men, right? And and you've got you've got these three fucking like uh, Nazis. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. But they basically they they behave like Nazis and they come out. I don't watch I don't watch NXT UK. Just you know full disclosure. But they they come out and they stand there, and and all three men are in the ring, and they beat the shit out of whoever it was. I'm forgetting right now. Uh, I I don't remember his name. But they beat the shit out of him. They stand in the ring, and the entire crowd's chanting for Walter. They want Walter. Where is Walter? Where is Walter? And then this entrance is beautiful. It's the the lights go out. The the screen is completely white, and Walter walks out and he strikes a pose. All all his disciples strike the same pose, and there is discipline in this in this faction. Where no one's gonna fuck with them, and it's it's really interesting, the the dynamic of this team, and I really like it. 
they look menacing and scary, which is excellent. That's what you want, right? That's what you want from a team that like that they can beat the shit out of anyone. I love it. I love it. And then Kushida came out, and I can't stand this guy's gimmick because, like, bro, he's Marty McFly, but, like, Japanese. And he's like, it's my time, and haha, time puns. And, and then he comes out, and it's like, bro, you're so goofy. They should have instantly beat the crap out of him. I like the way Walter grabbed him, and he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking squish you. But then, you know, Kushida snuck out. And then he he kind of, like, went by two of the guys. I think it was Fabian Eichner and maybe Wolf or Barthel. I can't. I don't remember which one it was. But basically, he, he kind of, like, snuck around. And they could have easily grabbed him and beat him up. But, you know, there was a little botch there. And then and Kushida should have, like, run away immediately. But he was just lingering around them. He was, like, literally at an arm's length. But, yeah. So, anyway, so that thing little happens. Kushida goes, I guess... Uh, Walter's gonna beat the crap out of him at some point. Um, and then uh, Leo Rush is back. The the less I say about that, the better. Uh, and then we end the night with Riddle versus Dane in a street fight, which kind of you know takes its way backstage and ends up in a massive brawl between. Uh, so Walter gets involved and Imperium gets involved, and then suddenly street profits show up pete dunn's there and uh, forgotten sons everyone's in this massive brawl that leaks out into the ring and everyone's just beating the crap out of each other and and that's kind of where nxt ended and i was like that's i like it i like the way they ended it it was this massive brawl kind of thing and and they beat the crap out of each other and they've you know they hit some highs I did, however, wish that there were some surprise returns or some some callbacks. I don't even know because you don't. They used to be called called up, call ups from like NXT to the main roster, but now since they're considering it like a main roster show, so it's kind of like callback, I guess. If Cesaro showed up there or Owens or whoever it was, like I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see one of those things happen, but unfortunately, they didn't. So I'm I'm okay with the way it ended. I'm okay with the way it ended. It's fine. It's fine. There's no issues there. So yeah. Uh, interesting show. Interesting, no doubt. But let's see let's see how they continue with the weekly episodic shows, especially now that they're live and you know, there things will be different. Things will be different. They've got stuff set up for next week. So with uh, Dakota Kai returning and they've got um uh the Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee again. So it's, it's, I, and those two men are fantastic. So it's, it's stuff to look forward to, you know, stuff to look forward to. I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, let's see, let's see where this goes. Uh, <clears throat> with that being said, it is now time for. Five of the week. All right, five of the week. This week is interesting because we have a very different five of the week, uh, apart from one name or two names rather. So uh, I'm I'm gonna start with number five this week, which is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar showed up, 
F5 Kofi Kingston immediately injected that whole WWE storyline, WWE Championship storyline, with with this this I guess adrenaline, and now it's like, all right, let's see, let's see, is Brock gonna win it? Oh God, is he gonna? How how the hell is Kofi gonna beat him? There's no way Kofi can beat him. So you've immediately added that extra element, which is fantastic. That's that's what you want to do, right? Like if you can, if you don't need a build. Well, then you're you're doing something right because you know Brock Lesnar showing up and immediately F5ing Kofi Kingston, putting him out. Oh man! Like if Kofi gets the upper hand next week, there's a good chance that Brock Lesnar wins. So, yeah, Brock Lesnar number five on this week's list. Number four. So this is gonna be since it's a one-off thing, I'm gonna include NXT and. Number four is Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong has completed the Undisputed Era's prophecy. He has won the North American Championship and and now the Undisputed Era. All hold gold. Excellent. Really, really happy. Brought a tear to my eye. Roderick Strong, number four, winning the North American Championship. Number three on this week's list is Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan now is, honestly, I think he stepped up big time. He's got a very important role on the show. He's closed the show now a few weeks. So it's like, okay, okay, Eric Rowan, we see you. We see you. Okay, what can you do with this? What can you do with this? So he better fucking do something because this is going to be embarrassing if... If I put him number three on this week's five of the week and and he's not done shit. So Eric Rowan, number three. Number two, Baron Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin. Talk about stepping up. This guy, this guy's done a great job. Great on the mic, even though the lines that were written for him were very like, look, bro, come on. We're We're not in grade school. We don't need the puns. So just, you know, do something that's, I guess, not so lame. But Baron Corbin comes out and and has one hell of a match, becomes King of the Ring, and no one hates it as much as we thought we would initially. But so and that's a testament to the guy. Like if you don't if like if you if you look back at it and you're like, Alright, whatever, I didn't want Corbin to win, but whatever, I'm okay with it. That's a win. Because at the start they're like, fuck that. If Baron Corbin wins this, I'm rioting. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna burn something. I'm gonna destroy something. Like no one wanted to see him win. So now that by the end of it, it's kind of like, okay, all right, eh, whatever. You know, even if you don't like him, you know, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. I don't care. But it's it's like it's like the and there's some people who are like, wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed, and I'm I'm one of those people. I'm very impressed with Baron Corbin. So Baron Corbin number two. Number one, again, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, whatever fucking character he chooses to be, is doing a fucking banging job. No one's even coming close to the level of entertainment he's bringing on TV. He's frightening. He's he's maniacal. He's evil. He's he's everything you want in, in a antagonist. So I love seeing Bray Wyatt do this whole thing. It's so, so good. There can be no one else at number one. Bray Wyatt takes that position this week. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe you had some questions.
All right, our first question comes from Ian Milne, Milne1989. Who do you love more? Ollie also or Alexa Bliss? Sorry, I had to tag them both. It's my thing. <laughs> um, Ian, dumb question because I cannot pick. They're both the loves of my life. So um, I, I can't pick. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Alexa Bliss. Carrie Neck, who would you draft as big stars? For each show, oh, that's a good question. Um, who would I? Oh man. Okay, so let's say. Um, and then uh, Atif B ninety three kind of asked a similar question, where he's like, "Who do you think would be leading Raw and SmackDown picks for the draft?" So, oh no, he, oh sorry, sorry, I, I misread that question. Never mind. Uh, so who would you draft as the big stars for each show? Um. Big star for each show. I would... Brock Lesnar would probably be one of them. So I'd, I'd put Brock Lesnar in SmackDown. And for Raw, I'd say Ronda Rousey. Draft Ronda Rousey as your big star. And uh, and I think I think you'll be okay. Ronda Rousey leading Raw. Brock Lesnar leading SmackDown. I think it should be good. So those, those are my picks. Uh, Kyle in moderation at Restless Monarch. How long... Will Kofi last in his match against Brock Lobster? Ooh. So if you guys remember, Brock Lesnar wrestled Kofi Kingston uh, in Beast in the East. It was like a glorified house show in Japan. And he destroyed Kofi. Like, decimated him. I see Kofi lasting... Because Kofi does that underdog thing, right? Now, they're kind of like replicating the Daniel Bryan formula on everyone. So, Kofi Kofi's gonna pull out that under underdog thing, and you know, at some point in the match, I don't think he's gonna last as long as either AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. But uh, I'm gonna say ooh, eight minutes. I think that match is gonna last eight minutes. Eight minutes. Brock Lesnar goes over and wins the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston. That's how long the match will last. Uh, Atif B at Atif B93. That is my brother, by the way. Uh, who do you think will be leading Raw and SmackDown for the draft? So uh, I'm guessing we're talking like GMs and stuff. And uh, he's a little bitch because we were talking about this uh, in a private group chat and uh, none of us had a clue. So uh, the, the names that we threw out there were Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, which seemed like the obvious choices, right? Uh, Paul Heyman just came out and is Brock Lesnar's advocate so I, I don't think it would be possible for Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff to come out and lead the respective drafts even though we know they're running the shows to an extent I, at least uh, I don't think either of them are going to be part of it so I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Shane and Stephanie maybe Shane comes out next uh, sorry Stephanie comes out next week like that that's a possibility right so i i, I don't know i mm, it's it's tricky shane I, I can't think of anyone but shane shane and stephanie i'd love to see eric bischoff and paul Heyman, but shane and stephanie are, are the names i'm going for <clears throat> at carry neck so this is under the nxt questions at carry neck now that you've been reminded heel io shirai exists are you going to accept alexa is just quote unquote office hot compared to her um, 
okay, neck. I'm. I'm very. I'm not. I'm not too into Asian girls. I guess I would say. Um, I. Some of them are just. Io Shirai is really hot. Uh, Asuka has her days where she looks really good. Uh, I think Kairi Sane is really cute. Uh, I'm not so into Asian girls though. Uh, brown girls is kind of a different story, but like, you know, it's uh, the I guess Oriental Asian is that what is that what we'd call them? So yeah, uh, Shirai 100% is very hot, no doubt. But oh man, Alexa, Alexa, she's just something else. Alexa Bliss. Uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick at a Fitz27. What was your favorite show this week? Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? Ooh, see, I, NXT would have swept this away had it not been spoiled for me. So I, I might have to say SmackDown. SmackDown was short because Raw. The thing is, Raw runs on for way too long. There were so many useless matches on Raw. But SmackDown for me did a great job because Brock Lesnar showed up at the start. Eric Rowan, that whole thing was like throughout the night, kept seeing it. And I'm kind of sick of those fucking video packages. So I'm glad we see different things now. Luke Harper showing up, Daniel Bryan, uh, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. They can fix that at some point. But yeah, it, it's... It still needs work, but it's okay. It's it's not the worst. Uh, heavy machinery and and B team. I mean, do we even really care? The coronation of the King of the Ring thing happened as well. Charlotte and Sasha had a match, uh, which ended in disqualification. Uh, Nakamura and Ali. That was like, was that even a match? I don't even know if, if that was a match. It was just like a beatdown. So I guess he's the next contender. And uh, Revival Randy Orton, I want to see that team. I want to see them do stuff. So that that's cool. So yeah, SmackDown. I think SmackDown wins this. Again, had it not been for the spoilers I got for NXT, I would have probably, I would probably wanted, I uh, would have picked NXT here. So yeah, that's just unfortunate. But yeah. Uh, thank you for your questions, guys. That was uh, that was the last question. And now, it is time for a little bit of trivia. So, last week, I played a audio clip. And uh, we have the three winners over here who guessed it correctly. And uh, some of them were like, oh, it was easy this week. So, yeah, I've got to step it up this week. But, um, so, so here... Before I give the the correct answer, here is this week's trivia. And now I'm going to give you a little clue. Uh, this took place on SmackDown. So that's my clue. And uh, I, I'm trying to remember the audio clip. And I'm not sure if, if the person mentions SmackDown in that. But uh, if they do, well, oops, that's a wasted clue. But <laughs> I don't think they do. So, yeah, it was the opening of a SmackDown, I'll say that. So let's let's take a listen. Before we start this evening's festivities, I want to make one public statement. Chris Benoit, you will never get another shot at the WWE title as long as I am general manager of SmackDown. Tweet me your answers at that KJ guy. Let me know who you thought that was. And uh, like these three correct 
trivia winners from last week. Uh, if you get it right, I will read your names out on the podcast. So the three correct winners for last week's trivia are Anthony Fitzpatrick, Kyle Burdick, and Gareth Allen. They all correctly guessed Stephanie McMahon, who was yelling at The Rock at WrestleMania. So here's, here's the audio clip without the enhancement. What are you going to do about it, Rock? What are you going to do about it, huh? You're going to hit a woman? You're going to hit me, Stephanie McMahon? This is my ring, my house, my stadium, my people. Now, I just, I realized like once I enhanced that audio, it kind of sounded like Baron Corbin. If you go back and listen, it's so weird. It sounded just like Baron Corbin's voice when I added that enhancement on her voice. It's so weird. But yeah, Stephanie McMahon. Um, so congratulations to Anthony, Kyle, and Gareth. Uh, well done, guys. Well done. You know, I'm going to try and stump you with this week. So let's see if you can get it. And now for for the moment you guys have been waiting for, uh, we have 25 players in the Roped in Fantasy League. And uh, I did abysmal. I did horrible. I got five points. I got five points this week. It was so so bad i've uh yeah i'm I'm very disappointed in myself but it's the first week so it's okay it's okay uh just to let you guys know uh, some of you were were i'm sure thinking but the 24 7 title was defended uh at the start or not the start but like before raw aired so that whole thing with kane and stuff was all before raw so it does not count unfortunately as i said 24-7 title will only run its course during the shows. So Raw, SmackDown, uh, and uh, the pay-per-views. So if if it's on that show, well, that's that's when it'll be counted. So even, let's say, if the show's running and they're somewhere, I don't know, uh, I don't know, give me, give me an example. Like in New Orleans, they're at the Superdome whatever right the mercedes-benz superdome and our truth is looking at something and drake maverick rolls him up well then that counts if it's done while raw is airing that's how it counts right so unfortunately for those who had our truth uh, it does not count because it was aired before raw and they just showed it during raw so but yeah i got five points horrible and uh, so every week i'm gonna let you know who the leader is and this week Leading the scoreboard is the restless monarch himself, Kyle. So Kyle in moderation, uh, he has 40 points. He's in the lead. He's by himself right at the top. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to give away his team. But in any case, you can't really change it. But yeah, uh, he had 40 points, 10 points from from all his participants except for one and uh, yeah, he's he's well in the lead. So congratulations, Kyle. You are in the lead. You have now acquired the target. So people are going to be targeting you. Good luck with that, buddy. Because <laughs> uh, now now everyone's gun gun for you. So um, I guess you are somehow the twenty four seven champion. And now you have to defend that with your wrestlers. So I don't know how you're going to do that. But and this entire thing I'm saying is kind of redundant now. But yeah, you should uh, you should be happy. You're you're leading, buddy. You're leading. Uh, so that's it for the podcast this week, you guys. 
make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, share it with people you love because I love you and you should share lovely things with people who love you with other loved people. Uh, make sure you follow at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vero, um, all that good stuff. So just, uh, yeah, um, if you haven't already, if you like the podcast, please please leave a five-star review because that would help this podcast, you know, gain some notoriety and people will see it, you know, that that would help boost the numbers and I'll be able to produce more stuff for you guys. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, I'll hopefully, you know, if, if the podcast takes off, I'll be able to get proper guests on actual wrestlers to, to talk about stuff in wrestling. So that if you guys could do that, that would be great. Just... You know, share, man. Share, share the love. Share the love. And uh, yeah, I just uh, youtube.com forward slash that KJ guy because uh, I have some ideas for the YouTube channel that will be coming your way. So if you subscribe now, you will not miss them. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's about it. So we have uh, one more week of of podcasting and regular scheduled programming as it was this week with raw smackdown and nxt in that order back to back three days in a row the week after that however will be monday night raw wednesday night nxt and friday night smackdown so there'll be day gaps in the middle which is kind of good because it, it's tough to like do this stuff back to back and you know it's 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 hard to keep up so yeah um I, I'm, I'm, and we'll have the draft and stuff to talk about. So two weeks from now, exciting shit coming our way. But yeah, for for that's it for this week. So again, you know, like just like, share, subscribe, and all that stuff. And since you're still here, KJ out.